Podcast 24, Experiments in Faith. You're listening to the Daily Saint Podcast. And now, here's your host and my dad, Mike St. Pierre. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Daily Saint Productivity Podcast. If you've been with us since the beginning, you're in for a treat as we celebrate our 24th episode. Thank you so much for joining me for today's cast. Before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to two folks who really deserve mention. Craig Jarrows of TimeManagementNinja.com was kind enough to allow me to guest post last week. The title of the post was What Everyone Needs to Know About Productivity Leverage Points, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Thank you, Craig, for being a part of the Daily Saint community and for being, in my opinion, one of the best productivity bloggers out there. If you haven't checked out TimeManagementNinja.com lately, you really ought to do yourself a favor. Second, I'd like to thank Distinct Disciples, which is an Australian resource for people of faith who want to influence their workplace. Uh, Distinct Disciples was kind enough to list the Daily Saint in their list of resources. Thank you guys, and keep up the good work. And now, on to the podcast. When was the last time that you felt really challenged in your faith? Was it when things were going really well? or when everything was smooth and easy? If your faith is like mine, it was probably when you faced some kind of life obstacle. Obstacles are everywhere, and if you look around, these could include a death in the family, you might have lost your job, a relationship that may be choppy or difficult, you could be facing pushbacks at work from people who aren't in your corner, maybe you aren't doing the job that you love, maybe your kids are going through a difficult time, Maybe your health is at a fragile state. The list goes on and on. Can you relate? All of us, from time to time, face these kinds of challenges. And if we're honest with ourselves, we really can choose our responses to them. The result is probably going to be a crisis of faith, if your faith is weak to start, or the discovery of hidden blessings. As the saying goes, what doesn't break you makes you stronger. And that, I've found, is often true. I wrote a post recently called Three Spiritual Lessons from House Selling, and it was, as often is the case, autobiographical. I share this because it's challenged us in our faith big time. Carrie and I are trying to sell our three-bedroom home here in New Jersey. It's not that we don't love our house, we do. And it's not that we don't love our neighborhood either. Our neighbors are great. We really couldn't ask for better folks with which to share life. The fact is, we've just outgrown our house, and we're praying that God would give us more space. So this has been a real process for us. You can imagine having four young kids who are active and involved in many things, trying to host open houses, trying to schedule showings nearly every other day, and keeping the house clean. That is a job in and of itself. Thank God I have a saintly wife. Surprisingly, this process has taught us more than we could have ever imagined, and I mean that from a faith perspective. It's been what I call an experiment of faith. And as I laid out in the blog post, selling a house in a down market has has shown our family at least three spiritual lessons. First, house selling has increased our faith. It's not a great market in which to sell, let's be honest. The economy isn't exactly shovel-ready, if you know what I'm talking about, and everyone wants a deal. So much of the house selling process is out of your control that you literally have to throw it up to God and trust that he will work out the details. And that's great for your faith. My good friend, Father Dennis, had an expression. He used to say, there are times when you just have to kiss it up to heaven and trust that God will take care of the rest. 
Number two, house selling increases communication within your own family. Carrie and I have had more conversations with our kids about our home, our town, money, what we really need in life as a result of putting our house up for sale. And as is often the case, more communication really equals better relationships. So I'm really grateful that we've taken a step of faith because it's made our family a closer knit unit. Third, house selling is a process that expands your vision for the future. When you leverage something that you own, something of value, it really helps you to measure what's really important to you. And that in turn leads to big thoughts about your future. For us, the house selling process has brought a lot of clarity to where we want to be in the short term and where God might have us in the long term. So you might be thinking, that's really fantastic, Mike, but I'm not selling my house. What does this podcast have to do with me? Well, I have to say that in our case, we started with necessity and then found God in the process. And guess what? With a lot of faith experiments, that's often how it works. You have to do something in life, and then you realize that God was already there waiting for you. This is why an experiment of faith is such a good idea, and I'd like to encourage you to design one of these experiments that you can try this week. Why participate in an experiment of faith? Simply put, we grow when we are challenged. In my case, my faith is stronger because I've stepped out on a limb and trusted God to take care of the rest. In your case, it may be a similar experiment, or it certainly could be different. So here's how you design a faith experiment for yourself in your own life. Number one, identify a need that you might have. You could be overweight, overstressed, overtired, overworked, whatever. You get the point. You'll know what your need is. Trust me. Write it down and then head over to step two. Number two, identify a very specific ritual that you can practice that will allow God to enter into your need. Stephen Martin's recent book, The Messy Quest for Meaning, which I'll include in the show notes, discusses the role that small rituals can play in changing overall behavior. Like a well-trained monk, you'll need to be very specific. In our case, the ritual has been to show our house over and over again to prospective buyers. We don't always feel like keeping the house clean, but it's taught us a lot, and ultimately, we believe will help the house to get sold. Something as specific as having a quiet time at the same time every day or writing down what you're eating in terms of your diet and your meals. These are small rituals and practices which will pay big dividends. Third and lastly, reflect on what you're learning. You know, all physical needs reveal spiritual truths. A woman training for a marathon learns a lot about herself and about God in the process. A man trying to save more money learns about himself and about the value of stewardship in the process. So I suggest writing down what you're learning in order to better savor what God is teaching you in this faith experiment. If you're like me, you might be using an app like Day One for iOS or maybe ByWord for the Mac. You might be simply using Microsoft Word or you might be writing in an old-fashioned journal. It really doesn't matter. The key is find out a way that will help you to reflect on what God is showing you through your faith experiment. So one final thing, you should set a time limit on your experiment. This is not to quote, close the door on God, but it's to allow your own limitations and willpower to stretch for a period of time and then rest again. You know, the heart of faith is often like a muscle. It needs to be pushed and pulled and then relaxed. Over time, faith grows stronger, just like a physical muscle. So what experiment of faith can you pursue and design this week? 
Will you write in a journal every day? Will you sit silently for 15 minutes every morning before you leave for work? Will you provide one compliment a day to a person that might be abrasive to you? Whatever it is, like all journeys, I suspect that you'll find God waiting for you right smack in the middle of it all. So that's it for this week's cast. Try out an experiment of faith this week. I'm praying for you and I ask for your prayers for me. So as we wrap up, a reminder that you can submit a review of the Daily Saint podcast on iTunes. Don't forget, the more reviews, the better. You can also follow me on Twitter, at The Daily Saint, and of course, there's the blog, thedailysaint.com. Remember that you get my free Faith Worker Study Guide just for joining my no-spam mailing list. The guide gives you 15 ideas that will, I promise you, help you bring Sunday into Monday. Now that's something that we can all use. So thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, as Jim Elliott once said, wherever you are, be all there. <laughs>